Hey guys, welcome to episode 134 of the JV Club with my guest, the hilarious Jessica Chaffin. I am a big fan of Ron and Beverly. I recommend that you listen to that podcast. I certainly will reference it in the episode as well, but um, I've had the joy of doing that show and we've had them up at Sketchfest and just in general, uh, they couldn't be more marvelous. Um, They're also wildly talented. They're working on something right now with the amazing Paul Feig. Uh, You can also enjoy them in the heat. Um... What else can I say? But please enjoy this episode with Jessica. I want to get some shout outs out there to Margo, Aaron, Mike, and Phil on Facebook. I want to thank on the Nerdist pages, Amy, Florencia, Nikki, PJ, the Shell, P, Alec, and Tracy. Um, I'm pretty caught up on other stuff, I think, although... We all know that Twitter fell by the wayside in terms of me trying to keep up with getting shout outs onto the podcast. Hopefully, I'm at least favoriting and uh, getting back to you guys via Twitter. Uh, I think that's it for now. I still have a handful of t-shirts left. Um, I'm pretty sure I have like at least one or two of each size. If you're interested, they're $20. You can PayPal me at j.varney at sfsketchfest.com with your mailing address and the size that you would like. Uh, I have women's, mediums, and larges, and gentlemen's mediums, larges, and extra larges. Uh, It's been a pleasure doing business with you guys, and I cherish you and hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. further ado listen i'm gonna say right now what if you what if you only yeah we're recording what if you only agreed (laughs) this is as professional uh, this is almost as professional as our podcast does not get edited does not get edited neither does where it starts neither does there it goes where it stops nobody knows um hi scott i turned it i turned this into like a weird willy wonka ride i think it's where it stops nobody knows i can't have scott snipping my purse that's the only thing that i ask scott yeah, go lay down. Um, I am a collector no of purses, thing. and I won't have Scott sniffing my purse. I won't purse. either. You need to lie down. But I do like Scott. There you go. Scott settle in, settle in. Now listen. What if you only would do this podcast if you could be in multiple characters, not even one character, but you're like, I've got several characters that I have prepared, and I will answer each question as uh, the character I feel best befits that question. Would you do that? That's an interesting approach. Mm-hmm. It might make me the most annoying person in the world. <laughs> That's a slippery slope, right? I think that if anyone, who am I thinking of? I hate to, mm, I hate to say the late, late, the late great Robin Williams, but I mm. feel like that was one of those things he would do. Is that as a deflection, right. he would always answer questions in voices and funny voices, and he was terrific at voices. Yeah, but. You know, that was always that. I mean, whatever. It was more entertaining, I'm sure, than whatever he had to say, which was like... Uh, and and I think also that was kind of like his particular brand of genius was that stream of consciousness, like, oh, uh, like going absolutely. on a riff. Absolutely. But um, I feel like... I'll, I, I'll promise to break into some characters oh, at, at some point during... Well, I feel like... I was just listening to a TED Talk um, podcast, like a TED radio podcast. I wish I podcast. did that. I don't do that, and I know I should. You don't listen to him? No, I'm 
I'm afraid of everything I'm not doing. Oh God, to make I am my too. life better. No, no, I am yeah. too. Don't worry about it. Listen, I don't. I once I stopped working in Huff Post, I stopped reading the news, and so I am very much <laughs> in danger of having someone say like, "Well, it's not like it's going to be another," and then they'll like insert reference of something major yeah. and important that's happening in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I was so oversaturated with it that now I'm like, I think a lot of people live in way. fear of that. Well, right? I'm sort of that way, I think, with comedy and entertainment. Like, when people are like, what do you watch? I'm like, The Real Housewives and Vanderpump Rules. Like, you, I don't watch don't any. Anything. I was also, like, I don't watch comedy I was like, it feels like work. I was like, I'm know. sure everyone's shows are wonderful. I don't watch any of them, do which you, is terrible. Do you watch drama or do you just not even watch? Because I don't watch comedy because it feels like I like documentaries. I guess sure. I'm interested. I mean, sometimes I'll watch comedy and I'll be like... I'll laugh because it's meant to make people laugh and it's funny. Well, I um, feel like I always see you on stuff because I feel I don't watch comedies. But the beautiful thing about your career is that you slip into let's these not, let's not comedies that. that I'm willing to watch because they don't feel like straight ahead comedies. I can't comedies. even think with that. You just described the career I wished I had. You just described the career I wished I had. No, truly. It. But yeah, I don't know. I find, I guess sometimes it feels like work, which I think is what you're saying about the HuffPo. You're like, ugh, enough. I've done that. How do you disconnect? Yeah. What do you, yeah. How do you, I but, am you a voracious reader of the news though. I can't God, stop. You and I make maybe the perfect person. Da-da, Put us together. Together forever. Um, yeah, I just love, I think I like human aberration is what I like. I like aberrant mm. behavior and what I did, like What documentaries weirdos. are you into? Um, are you listening to the serial podcast guys? I apologize. I started talking about it. I literally just finished listening oh, to the God. slate serial podcast on the, the slate spoiler yeah. which i wish they didn't call it that but anyway they don't really spoil well i guess they sp- i mean they're we really, never gonna they actually to it don't unless- spoil anything because they made a, a vow to each other in the first episode where they were like can we vow to not talk I about know. things that they don't talk about on the podcast yeah which is like what's the point of having journalists policing other journalists if you're not going to tell us about jay's facebook page that's right but at the same time i am trying to respect i did appreciate that they were sort of trying to respect what sarah koenig is doing koenig is doing in this and by the way, I'm dying to Google her, but I don't like. I'm dying to know what she looks like, but I also don't want to know what she looks like. Yeah, which is how I oh, feel. Oh, so about- you haven't even seen the because there there have been promo pictures of her with Ira and Dana and stuff. Like- no, no, I won't even go on the website. Oh god, which I should. Jaffin. It's not. It's not great, Jaffin. I I'm trying to live inside the world of the podcast. I, I guess. appreciate and that, that so much, and I I've talked about this on Shaddy uh, on last week's episode or the week before last week. I don't know, but I but but Shaddy had no idea what the serial podcast was, so I didn't really talk about it, and I hmm. don't want to talk. I mean, this can't be a we podcast can talk about, about a podcast. We can talk about thing, anything you want. I. I just want to say one more time, and I'm. If it's less important to me, a little bit less important to me now than it was two weeks ago, because Same with me. by virtue of the fact that there's not any new information, really, it's just you know yeah. it's more about character study. Yeah, right I'm now. gonna. I'm kind of. I got a little. But let me I got a little this. like depressed on it this week. I where, where like I, I was in a real high about it, and I then know. I was like. Mm. I am. It felt I like a like lot of people felt th- that way. month three of a new relationship. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. Like, oh, I'm Where not like, gonna. Oh, I'm he's not, taking he's me not. to the most wonderful places, <laughs> and then it was like, it was like, yeah, we just. Um, I know. We both been working a lot. I you know. know. <laughs> I know. He's, he's great. He no, he's he already great. didn't. He's great. Like, he didn't yeah. like. He didn't yeah. take me to the airport. I just wish he would like take me on a date. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just so much sitting at home and watching old Simpsons. Just something I could wear a dress. You know what I mean? I don't ever have reason to put on. You know what I mean? Or just a place that makes their own pasta. Do you know what I mean? Instead of you know the old spaghetti factory, but yeah. Um, oh well, dear, that wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten past the spaghetti factory on 
date one. The old but so spaghetti factory. You're, so I went down and I, again, you went I down apologize, the rabbit guys, hole. because I'm sure there are a lot of people not listening, though, but I went down the Reddit rabbit hole. Okay. And what I yeah. discovered is, Reddit is there scary. is a way to keep the enthusiasm alive and the obsession alive because there are many, many, many people, thousands now, in fact, who are interested in maintaining the grotesque high of the best moments of cereal in dissecting things. And so they will just continue to dissect one tiny thing and come up with new theories and stuff. And so it is a little bit like you're continuing that feeling, even though the podcast episodes are more about what do you think is the most significant, like what's the most significant thing that came to light that you, that you either didn't know from the podcast or that you were like, Oh, I kind of gave you, but I'm talking about spoilers now because for those people who a are thinking, still listening about listening to it and Hmm. B don't want to know anything that's not in the podcast. I'll tell you offline. There's a lot. Let me just say, do you, think you already dropped. Do you think Facebook Adnan's? Page. Do you think Adnan's guilty? Yeah, you do. I didn't for a while, but wow. I'm also so malleable. One of my favorite posts on Reddit, honestly, is this one poster that I notice. I really enjoy their posts a lot, and one of the things they said about probably the last episode, the J episode, was. Um, Have you listened to if, the slate of the J yet? Yeah, I've listened okay. to. It, yeah, yeah. because I liked I'm that woman. But anyway, yeah, I did too. I like yeah. that woman. Uh, this was a lawyer, guys, who uh, weighed like in on Lloyd or yeah, something. what I can't she remember thought what her name was, was yeah. um, what she thought was like good about the. But episode she's a lawyer about, and a journalist. She's worked yeah. for Court TV and a bunch of other. Yeah, things. I liked her. Yeah. I loved her yeah. questions to them. Like, yeah. do you are you able to separate being a journalist versus being? A, I thought that she guided the conversation actually much more productively. I than, agree. Than, I wish that she was hosting the podcast. Yeah, yeah. All due respect to the people, I don't care for that much on the Slate podcast. So you were going to say, I was going to say that this person said. This podcast has shown me more than anything in my lifetime how malleable I am. Oh, yeah. Including with real life things where I really am willing to flip flop on things if someone has a convincing enough argument. That's why that shit is also also crazy and cloudy about like him testifying and not testifying. and, And also, though, just the fundamental... Like I believe in freedom and democracy, and the I don't think you should system. have been convicted. But this idea but that like you tell a jury whenever the judge is like, no, no, don't listen to that. Yeah, disregard <laughs> that. that. <laughs> Discount that. That didn't happen. And it's like you can't. Un- that was a good point. Yeah, that was ever. a good point that that guy said on the Slate podcast. Yeah. He was like, you can't tell people what to think. If anything, they'll think the opposite. Yeah. If anything, the jury but will the be idea like that the well, judge he didn't quote unquote now. instructs the jury yeah. is so crazy to me. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. So what um, anyway. is that something that documentary wise do you feel yourself drawn to the darker side of documentaries or do you enjoy all kinds oh yeah like i haven't watched uh whatever a thousand feet from stardom or i don't watch the happy ones yeah yeah (laughs) whatever that is like like, troubling ones (laughs) it's a beautiful it's a beautiful story of like love and rich no i watched the one where the guy throws the acid in the woman's face and then she marries him anyway remember that one yeah oh that was amazing um love story and fisher stevens was the uh was the executive producer of that? I think God, it was what? called. Um, uh, I no, hate. I hate now that pe- love people. Story, but that's no, not love, right. the word love is in it. Yeah. But people, I like. I hate. This is these are the moments. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Love, yeah. But I hate that when people are li- like when you have these conversations and you have that moment where you're like your listener. You know, somebody's that like, happens. Crazy kind of laugh. Like that, they're just like talking out loud. Seventeen times every single podcast. I'm struggling. You're trying. You're trying to find it. You know, someone is like pounding on the table. Yeah, they're like, oh, I can't hear me. Yeah, but 
Um, it may have been. Like it's a game show. It may have been called Crazy Love. Is yeah. what it may have been called. Actually. I think you might be right. Um, but that and they're like from good. They're from Coney Island to Queens, and she has that wonderful voice from that time. There's one of my. That's one of my char- character number one. We can make a, a, a character a, number a tally. one. That's I'll my tr- first I'll try character. to match each character um, <laughs> and and see if I can sort of uh, parrot you. But she you. sort of says, you know, nobody sort of loved me as much as he did, you know. And he's like, and you're just like. Uh, it all makes sense when you say it in that tone sitting on your like plastic covered couch. Oh, However, yes. this band blinded you and disfigured you. That's right. Though it was really interesting. The idea of like, which is so fucked up and dark, but the idea of like, well, what would have my life been like? Like was, so I just would have been like the sad sister that nobody married. Right. And like, like he felt like he got to possess her and like she, she was the most beautiful woman in the world. Even in she her, was already yeah. the most beautiful woman in the world in a weird way by destroying her face. He like froze her at that point in time. Yeah. So in a strange way, you're saying like, it is that line of like, I don't know when you have like an ex, but I don't have any of these that I'm, that I know of, but I also uh-huh. wouldn't even know if I did. Like uh-huh. if I had an ex-boyfriend that called me, once a week for the last 25 years and was like what are you doing i would be like we're just good friends I right. would, it wouldn't it wouldn't <laughs> right. occur to me that like somehow he was trying in any way trying like it never ever occurs to me that anyone including the man i'm engaged to is like trying to get into a relationship with me uh-huh. um which really is <laughs> too bad for him but, <laughs> um but yeah there is something interesting about that like as you get a little older and you're like what do i want my life to be and then it's like well i could either be the queen, the most beautiful, the ugliest woman in the world to everyone else or the most beautiful woman in the world to this guy because mm. he already took the chance away for me to be beautiful Oof. and like adored by anyone else. Yeah. That shit's deep. That shit's deep. Yeah. It's so dark. In a weird way. Now I that I think like about it, I think she made though. the right choice. See, totally support her. Yeah. Who's she going to marry? Some I mean. dog that doesn't know anything about her. I also have a theory that people, and I've said this before, but that people um, remember you the at the age that they fall in love with you. Like they remember you that way. You're mm-hmm. sort of frozen in time, which is why all of these like fat people on Facebook then get married at high, their high school reunions when they like go back. And I don't mean, I don't mean to say fat, but I'm talking about this is, I've, I've already dug, I've ball. already dug a terrible hole. <laughs> we want, I'll put I myself to in the bad person category and dig our way out. But, That's but just meaning like, I should say these, middle-aged people that perhaps had given up on love because they're divorced or whatever, or they think like, will it happen for me again? And then there's that guy who was like, and you sat behind you in math class and is like, I mean, I love that. What do you say? I love the and idea they just see that you, you see as a 16 year old girl. How wonderful is that? I think that's that? so wonderful. Beautiful. And it's true because I do feel like the, the friends of mine that I see, depending on where, wh- at what point I met them, I do feel like no one looks any different to me. Isn't that the greatest it's moment ever? Gorgeous. When people say you look exactly the same, Everyone, and you're and like, people all I do. do is stare at my face I and wonder it. when it's going to stop falling off my skull. I, I, I mean, <laughs> that and what look I should be same. doing about it, and I'm not doing anything about it. Like literally, I'm like, my face is falling off. You're I don't know. crazy because you know what? I met you probably ten years ago. You look ten years younger than you I'll are take to me. It. You look exactly the same. I'll take it. You look exactly as the do same. you. By the way, you we look, look exactly. You look the better. Same. How do you like that? Even more beautiful than the first day I met you. I don't know. Even more beautiful now, than I'm the first day I met you. Are you coming on to me? 
No, um, I assume. Not, no, I assume no, everyone not. is coming on to me. So once again, we are the perfect again, person. Again, we, we balance make a great it all. Match. We, we balance it You'd all. be like, "This is happening." I'd be like, "I think we should go home." There's nothing happening. You'd be like, "This is happening. It's ah. happening." And if you, well, you've if always, if I ever need like a wig that. woman, wing yeah. woman again, oh, anytime, yeah. anytime. Now, please stop flirting with me. Um, no, but were you always like that your whole life? Did you never? Did you always feel like they're not flirting with me? Did that evolve out of something, or were you just sort of? Did you always feel like, well, I'm the friend for good reason or for bad reason? Hmm. I would say I am the friend. Even in the relationship? Um, even even, <laughs> even in my present relationship from seven uh, years. Um, no, like in life, I'm the friend. But I have a weird thing where like, even if I think I'm the friend, I probably still think I'm better than everybody who's not the friend. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Present company excluded. Well, thank you. We both know um, I'm not going to take anything personally. Not, I'll take it all as a compliment. Not better than, but it's like, I don't know. I guess I kind of feel like if you want that, I'm not that. So right. more power to you. But if this is what you're after, you really shouldn't look any further. Uh-huh. But also I won't take you seriously. And it will take a long time for well, this to Well, I also think I, I deserve, you. you know, like not deserve. It's not a deserve thing. That's a t- the, not the right word. I guess I still have sort of, again, I, I, and again, none of this is practically uh, practically applied in my life uh-huh. at all. <laughs> I sound like Rosie fucking O'Donnell right now. I'm just going to come out on your podcast right now Great. as a lesbian Great. who is in love with posters of Tom Great. Cruise. That's Great. what I'm going to come out as. Great, 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 I Great. deserve Tom Cruise. No, um... No, I don't know. Actually, I don't really know what the answer is about like about what what I think the limit is of like what I could get or not uh-huh. get or something like that. I don't know. I take so much for me to be to respond to another person, mm. which is unfortunate. I wish I was not that way. I wish that I had been like, "Eh, what's a night?" Did you have guys who night? were interested in you like when you were an adolescent that um kind of that came I was at you? To? Yeah. Came at you and you were like, like not you, not you, gross. not and you, no. not you. Please don't ask that oh, question yeah? again. Like that kind of did thing. Did you put did you have someone who seemed unattainable like not Definitely. because you didn't deserve them but because you thought that's what I should have? I, I don't think I, it was a should. Don't. I just think it was like oh, like yeah. I, I think it was more of a like, you know, you see something and it appeals to you. I don't think it was like well, when after I shoot up, <laughs> after I shoot up the school, they'll all realize that I deserved to be the prom queen. Um, we didn't have prom queen kings and queens in my school. I don't even know. If I we think did. I always had crushes, if that's what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had crushes, and that I was not terribly interested in the people that were interested in me. Which I feel like is pretty common, right? I mean, I think I don't know. Part of me feels like that's kind of the most fun thing in high school is. The yearning, the, um, the yearning. Yeah, I mean that's, and I think what's dangerous about that. The worst is sure when you get your hands before, on a crush, because then you're like, oh no. What's, then you get to the I could break bad on so many levels. Date three, so many levels, or not date three, but like yeah. when you're like, oh no, please, 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 episode don't. No, seven, no, please of don't. The podcast. Let's not talk about gay marriage or you know right. what I mean, like and how don't, you don't, don't believe don't, in don't, it. Don't, 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 don't speak. Don't, don't speak. speak. Hands on, hands don't on lips. Speak. Fingers on lips. Ellen Burstyn in the Billetover Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's t- it, that's the danger of idealizing people. I think it's the danger of idealizing yeah. people, and it's also even above and beyond that. I do feel like I was thinking about this the other day too. It's not the first time I've talked about it, but that the idea that I really associated—I think I really clicked with that yearning when I was in high school—and I think that 
that kind of stuck with me in an unhealthy way for a lot of time, which was like, if I felt comfortable, I, there was something amiss about that. And I needed to feel a sense of like doom or I needed to feel a sense of like, but alas, that could never be like, I needed to feel that. And I'm, I'm disturbed by that. I I mean, I'm sure it's the media, but. Mm, you, the media that caused the, you to feel just that the way idea of that like you mean like pretty love woman should be this yeah well yeah. Or just or yeah just in general this idea that that you have to um, suffer for it that there's suffering and that there is a sort of like <sighs> that it's it's all consuming it's a good question i do think it's kind of tied up in the um choice of career though because mm. i think that you i, I can't speak for you naturally i can barely speak for myself <laughs> i'll speak for scott the dog if he'll, if he'll allow it <laughs> i think i believe he will i believe he's wearing a cone right now so he, he really he can't speak for himself um i think that when you have like a secret longing to do something which i'm going to assume you had from a young age um that you're not one of those maybe i'm wrong but you're not one of those people who was like i was going to be a sculptor and then somebody said come do stand up right. or whatever I don't, but maybe you are mm, i don't know i feel like i had a longing that was not so secret but then i just like let that longing completely die for a long time and then i kind of and then it kind of came back to me yes but always in your heart it. you were like i know the thing i would i would like to do yeah, i don't prob- know if i'll true. ever do it but i have a see i go to the movies and i see people and i'm like I want to do that. That's true. That's Whether true. I'll you get a chance right. to that do it or not, away. I that want never went that. Away. Glad you really broke that open and for me because I think I thought that went away. And now that you put it like that, it never really went away. No. And I think that that's part of that same thing. Like not just like, oh, I'm casting myself in a movie about my own adolescence. Like not, it's not that simple. It's more just kind of this, I think it's the idea of like getting out of the place that you're in and wanting more. Mm. And so somehow nothing around you could possibly be good enough interesting because it's like you're like i'm in the wrong place this isn't the i'm not in this movie i'm in like the next level of mario brothers i'm not on this level right i'm not just gonna bounce around jump off mushrooms for the rest of my life is that what you felt definitely yeah uh have i achieved any of those dreams (laughs) i'll go with no but also doesn't everyone i mean i don't know that many people who feel like they they did it like I've arrived at the place that I said every, every new thing is still you're still with yourself so it still feels like yeah and it's also like there's a reality to the work that takes place in order to do that thing and also there's a real price to it like you suffer a lot on a date like psychically on a daily basis about like why do I do this why am I torturing myself yeah. and I think that torture is a similar torture because you're just like well at the end of this there has to be something good right and then also on the days when you have like a great there are days where you work on certain shows or movies or whatever and you're like and I don't mean you're like I like certain shows movies like whatever <laughs> like like that's just the business no like that's character number two character two, character um, two. <laughs> for those that are keeping that, track I, at home. I don't know how I felt about um, that person <laughs> no where you're just like whatever it's like a business and I work in Hollywood <laughs> and like it's like um, you know it's like a good days and bad days good days and bad days but but there are certain jobs that you do where you're like you're just like okay I, I hope i don't do this wrong and i just want yeah, to come here and do sure. a good job and you always are like i want to come here and do a good job and not screw up and leave but then there are certain days where it's kind of like it feels the same way mm-hmm. as it feels either when you get to do your show on stage you know like where you're in control of your own comedy or whatever yeah. it is or the thing that got you into this scrape in the first place which is just that feeling of like there is an elation to that and like yeah. a freedom to that and so that in a way is the same as like 
I don't know if my analogies can hold any water, but it is kind of the same as like, and then the captain of the football team said, Janet, you're the smartest, prettiest girl I've ever met. Would you right. go to the prom with me? And then you went and then, of course, ended up getting <laughs> diarrhea and not being able to, <laughs> and not being able to go, you'd have to go home early. Something yeah. terrible would have to happen. But that same moment of like, <gasps> yeah, same similar feeling, I think. Well, what kind of guy? Now, uh, this is what made I me I might have just made all of that up. No, I think what you're saying makes sense. I think you're right that there's it's a, da- it's that a, there's terrible a, a longing in, built in that yeah. can spill over into a lot of different things. But but when you said or they the get thing conflated about- when you're in high school, they fuse at an age mm-hmm. where those are the primary things, which is like your public self and your pri- or, or actually it's just your private self. Because I think at that age you think no one could possibly understand everyone always thinks no one understands how i feel and so you spend a lot of there's a lot of internal struggle and also your like dumb brain is it doesn't work yet and you don't have enough experience in life to know like this is a pattern or that's a bad thing or like danger but you though i do think i mean i don't know i actually don't know i think for me there's always an instinct that you have that you're like maybe this isn't so good for me and I think also, though, for dum-dums, they maybe don't have that. When people are like, listen to your gut. It's like, I don't know if dumb people have a gut. Right. right. Yeah. Which I brings us back to cereal. No, believe me. Which believe also takes, me, that's what I was I have thinking to say, about. Was this idea it of all like, takes place when in young people commit crimes. Someone it's said diff- to me the other day, do you think that so Jay, like, why would he have just helped him? Why would he do that? And I said... Um, like, you know, they weren't even good friends. So why would Adnan call him and like, how did that work and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know, maybe there's a part of him, which I don't know about the Adnan of it all. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm and next say week maybe we'll yes find out or more. no on that one, but on the J of it, cause we know Jay was involved, right? Like Jay has yes. implicated yeah, has himself. Adnan, it's, I mean, probably maybe i don't, I don't know. know but I like mean, it's I mean, all I don't know. so it's circumstantial just, yeah. or circumspect or whatever but jay for sure has like he brought, took them to the car right and he said he saw the body and they used the shovels from his house but yet they never raided his house or anything Spo- but anyway yeah. spoiler alert guys spoiler um, alert but that's all that's all yeah that's all yeah from like last week stuff but um somebody said like well why would he help and i was like because if he really was this weird Dennis Rodman kid, I mean, it's like a fucking John Hughes movie. It's like John Hughes and Edward Wright fused together mm-hmm. where you're like, they just do stupid things. Mm-hmm. And maybe he, when he was like, I guess people thought of me as like the criminal element of Woodlawn. That's my almost third. That's second and a half, 2.5 character, 2.5, my J. <laughs> but like the, he referred to himself as the criminal element of Woodlawn there was obviously a self mythologizing of that mm. with him. And I feel like if somebody was like, dude, you got to help me out. Like I got a body in my trunk or we got to do this thing or I got to take care of this. I see a world where this kid who was like the weirdo, the where he's like, I'm not going to say he does it for a thrill, but where like there's a dumb part of kids that age where it's like, they don't understand consequences in the same way because they don't live in reality. Right. So like there's a part where you're like, oh yeah, this is like a horror movie. I, I think that you're, I think does you're Does that make any some, sense? I, it does because and I then think I you're, think there's you're a moment where you're in the middle of it with, and you're like, well, fuck. Yes. You're onto, this some, you're real. very much onto something. And then you're, with think you're in too deep like or a movie be, because that yeah. still happens to me today. Right. I mean, there's still, we are so hypersaturated and obviously that we are talking about something that took place a long time ago. God only knows what f- people are feeling and now the with whole, the amount of video games. And all, like and you, all that, you know yeah. all that kind of stuff but i definitely think like i've gone around and around in my mind a little bit with the idea even of 
the same thing with Adnan because when I think about there are a few things. Number one, I totally was living a double life, which these guys know uh, when I was in high school where, you know, I had to go to church with my mom and I was, you know, doing drugs and having sex and all that kind of stuff on the other side, but still getting good grades. And I feel like I can sort of relate to the idea of like going down a kind of a hard road, but like coming to a screeching halt and everyone would have said about me like, well, yeah, she did this, this, and this, but she never would have blank. Do you know what I mean? Right. And also the idea of the casualness about relationships in high school, too. I mean, I definitely had, like, dear friends, but I also had, like, I would get wasted when my dad was out of town and let people I just met stay at my house. Right. So the idea that he would give a cell phone and a car to somebody who deals, you know, who gives him his weed yeah. was like the most conceivable thing in the world to me. Oh, I was like, totally. oh my God, I would have, I probably would have let people stay there when I wasn't even home. They could have robbed my dad blind. I was just stupid. I was stupid. Well, and the idea that like at this suburban high school, which look, I don't know much about the climate of the high school and like how much crime there was or wasn't or whatever. I think it's considered a pretty rough school. Um, is the it? The magnet program is a tiny circle and inside then of kids a pretty them. rough Baltimore school. And so Jay, <clears throat> but but, but actually program. the world that we're living inside of is actually the magnet. Like for all intents and purposes, the magnet program is the high school. The magnet program and is Jay Anon is right on the Stephanie, outside of that. And he's on the outside Jay of that. Adnan, Jay, Adnan, and, Adnan and Hey were all in the magnet program. And that's and like... Jay the, was never in I mean, magnet. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. Adnan, uh, Stephanie, and, yeah. and Hey. Yeah. And then Jay was like this half bad kid. And so when he talks about the criminal element of Woodlawn, I feel like he that's how he was perceived by like the smart rich kid, not rich, but like the smart kids whose families cared about them or right, whatever. Right. Not to make a and that, but that he was straddling judgment, it but, in a way that meant that so he that was not so far into when it's like, dude, you should call Jay. Like he sells weed. He could probably get you a gun. He could probably get you, a, you know, right. whatever that is, that rabbit hole you go down. I mean, that is, I guess that part is sort of like in the Adnan's guilty scenario. And I do feel like I had that, you know, I was like spending the night at drug dealers houses and, and, it wasn't as, I mean, obviously Tucson, Arizona is not Baltimore, but like there's a huge drug scene among oh, miners sure. in Tucson and the sort of like closeness to the border just oh, means sure. all kinds of shit's happening. Yeah. Great prices and I do too. Feel, yeah. And I do feel like, I mean, really great. Great prices. Uh, <laughs> solid prices. Probably Coke cut just with did, a lot Coke of really scary stuff. Coke isn't just for rich kids anymore uh, when you live in finally, Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> finally. The great equalizer. So much for Tucson, pretty and pink. Yeah, the, the preppy oh crowd. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I was even saying like, God, I really apologize to those of you who don't care about this podcast, but just consider I do think this what you're saying about is a great still story, relevant. Yeah. About a great like movie or whatever. Yeah. But um, this idea of, even with Adnan, like the idea that I remember how that's why I'm so interested in adolescence and why the podcast is, I mean, why serial is also fascinating yeah, yeah. on that level of like, Oh God, it's already true crime, which I'm fascinated by. And yeah. now you're making it about teenagers. Like those totally. are my obsessions. True crime is not my obsession. But teenagers are, um, I'm the other way and you're the other Yet way again, but like, I hate teenagers, but I mean, we're so the idea I mean that, that your brains are still cooking. The idea that I remember, the fucking like intensity of everything yeah. of like not being able to sleep because someone said something mean about me or not being able to sleep because I was right. so infatuated with someone that yeah. I would just read the note they wrote me over and over and over again. Yeah. And just the like throbbing of it all and not even needing, you don't even need drugs to feel that you just yeah. feel high on hormones. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can imagine like jealousy, spilling out into this place where as a young person with like 
a, a yes, of course, a, a, a phys- like a like a psychological understanding of what's right and wrong. Of course, you have that mostly, but this weird fantasy thing that takes over where you do kind of feel better if you fantasize doing something really horrible to the person who's hurt you, and that somehow you might thread that needle to the point where you kind of play act your way into a situation where you could maybe do that. Interesting. And then you fucking do. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you push yourself into a corner where you're like, oh my there God, now a, I'm doing it. Now I'm watching myself do it. Like I'm depersonalizing and I, now I'm just watching myself. Like I'm Well, there's a like a fragility and an insanity to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which there, which I mean, I can't, there's, I don't know the study or whatever, te- there's but they say that they, well, that is a like thing that they say that teenagers are basically insane, that their brains are not developed and that they're insane. See, I was the opposite kind of kid in the sense that like, and I wish I'd had let, like, there's all these little things where you're like, Oh, I just wish that there, I had cert- didn't have certain personality traits because like, not that I don't have a good time and life isn't a big bowl of cherries, <laughs> but that just certain things that you worry about or have like worry, actually the meaning of the word worry, where it's just like, why are these things worrying you? And they just do. Yeah. But, um, I just always felt like everyone was so fucking stupid. Like teenagers are so stupid. Even as a teenager. Yeah. You where it was like, yeah, removed. okay, we can go to your house and have a party, but like someone's going to call the cops. Well, where does that come from? Does your, do, what's your, do you have brothers and sisters? Tons. And, okay. So yeah. you were like, were you sort of taking care of yourself in a sense or was you, were you I, think close it, I think it was probably, I think part of it is, um, it's just like, being sensible like Mm -hmm. some like i do think that's like something i came here with you know Uh what i mean meaning like an ability to reason and to see the end of something as like a pragmatism and a sort of yes i wish that i was better in i think this is why i like to perform is that like in the moment type stuff i feel very free from all of that like scenarioizing i'm very good at like i'm very good at like um playing things out playing things out which is there's just like a lot of intellectual discourse in my mind of like this leads to that and I can get there quickly as opposed to like talking it out forever. It's like, you can just see the end at the beginning. And you've always been able to do that. I think so. Yeah. I think it's something that makes me perceptive about people and like certain qualities. Like, I think I can sniff out patterns Mm. that it's like, I can't tell you why, but I can tell you that this person is this kind of person and this thing is going to happen. And sometimes I think that comes off as being very judgmental, which I think sometimes it is. But also there's a bit of that kind of like, it turns out to be true more often than it doesn't. Mm. And maybe that is from being in a big family, coming in a big family, uh, growing up in a big family and I'm the fifth of six and seeing all kinds of behavior play out fifth around of me. Six, yeah. So it may just be that it may, it may not be that I necessarily came. Maybe I came here with like a logical mind, but that then you're just exposed to like a constant social experiment. Right. So you sort of see, and, and like some of them are smarter than others and some of them are, more emotional than others and some of them are more impulsive than others and some you know so that you're like oh here goes like yeah that that stack's gonna blow and i think <laughs> and i think we all know where that's gonna end up yeah so where was this by the way is this outside of boston outside boston yeah in newton massachusetts what was your what was the social climate like around you was it moneyed was it poor was it a mix was um it, it was a upper middle class suburb. oh okay yeah so how so, much of the sort but of- i went to, i went to public school but it was like one of those public schools that 
is always like 10 best high schools in the country. Okay. So you know did you mean? didn't feel like you were exposed to the criminal element? No, actually, I, this is going to get, this is going to sound really racist, but Boston's a pretty racist place. So mm, perfect. Anyway, Bring it. Where, where isn't, I suppose. Um, but we had, because of the whole busing thing that took place in the seventies uh, or whatever it was, um, well, there was this program called Metco and that was um, a bunch of urban kids would come to school, go to school in your school um, or in our school because it was their school too. But that was always all through high school, all, all through junior high school and high school and Well, that's basically school. what, what so happens it's all in cereal, right? Is there these magnet programs. Uh, the magnet program, I mean, the word magnet is because it's supposed to attract people. Like I always went to This, I think, schools. was just a, district, a districting thing. I don't mm. think it was like, oh, the smartest kids get to come. If anything, the only program I remember with it, I mean, there was the AP crowd, you know, like, which I was a part of that, I would say, um, advanced placement meaning. Um, but so there was always like different curriculums, but in terms of like the kids that came geographically from somewhere else, that was just geographical. Yeah. I don't actually know on their side of things if they would try to get into certain schools or if it was that certain neighbors, I don't know, neighborhoods, I don't know how it was districted Where they were just like, you're going to the school because yeah. we're trying to sort of... Um, um, but that was a big thing in Boston. It was that they tried to basically break down the the sort of, you know, class and, and racial boundaries. And was that effective or was it just like cliques of people from different backgrounds who all stuck together anyway? Probably at the end of the day, that. But I also think that that the school I went to was a much more um, realistic place and like a realistic version of the world than if I had gone to private school or whatever. So I think that like I I had an understanding of like not just being like a whatever, a, a sheltered kid yeah. from Newton or whatever that you kind of like other, other elements come into the school and you learn from each other and always like, you know, and I had like, great friends and best friends that were like black from kindergarten. You know what I mean? So it was all kind of like you'd get mixed in, but I actually think it got worse when it got more segregated when you got to like high school and junior high school, actually thinking back on it now. And I haven't thought about this in a while. I really remember that. Mm. I remember feeling like, Oh, you know what? I think I those kids aren't friends with me anymore. Like I, I, I remember too. there were certain kids, certain stuff, a separation starts happening, especially in the yeah. money stuff. And, and I didn't that have was any a bummer money. Cause also there's but... a lot of posturing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where it's like, you start hanging out the young the and i'm talking about of the sort of minority meaning like because it was a smaller percentage of the of the school that the, you would be friends with them in class and then they would in the hallways have their own clique and i remember feeling kind of hurt by that and mm. actually i'll never forget this and this was a terrible terrible moment because there were so many great kids like i had so many close kids and if i look friends and if i look back i i know i sound like a white asshole right now but this is actually what happened so fuck. i think it's a common so fuck all of you <laughs> um but the angry it's just true but i remember um and like, if I look at the pictures from my birthday parties or kindergarten school, or by the way, there are about two pictures that exist of me as a child. But <laughs> if I remember any pictures that might have existed, because um, I was number five. So it was like, literally, there are four pictures of me. Uh-huh. I found a picture of myself as an infant, like last year or two years ago. I felt like, and I, no, I was like, this? I was like, does anyone even know if I was ever a baby or if I was like just hatched out of an egg? I'm not sure. Um, because I feel like an alien. So, um, but I remember this girl, and also I had a real like, which is not a flattering uh, 
quality, but I had a real sense of like justice as a kid, meaning like you shouldn't be picking on this person and this person shouldn't be behaving this way. And like, you know, I wasn't like such a pain in the ass know-it-all because I was still like a fun, fun and a goof and like a weird, you know, probably sugar fueled clown of some kind. Um, I ho- I'd like to think so, Janet. I I'd like to think so. Um, but I, but I didn't like it when kids were like mean to other kids or, and I felt like could, people couldn't speak up for themselves. And so I'm like, I will, I don't care. Cause I was always speaking up in my own family anyway. So I wasn't scared of like, I think that probably my siblings weren't crazy about that, that I was like, what? It's a <laughs> democracy. And they were like, it's not a democracy. You're, you're, you're the fifth. And I'm yeah. like, I'll say it anyway. Yeah. Um, that's the character of me. I was What's doing the, the character of my it's inner good. voice. It's really good. It's very meta. Um, What's the age difference between you, like, you, the six kids and eight years? Years. Six kids and eight years. Okay. And I remember anyway, this girl threw a water balloon at me as I got off the bus. And I also was not accustomed to being picked on. I right. mean, maybe like picked on, like, I don't know. Somebody probably called me fat or something like that. <laughs> but, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, boy. Um, but, uh, no, but you know, like picked on in the way that people are, but I was never like a victim. Let's put it that way. There's some kids that are just like, Relentlessly put them in a trash can and... over and over again yeah. and it's just going to keep happening. Yeah. Um, and somebody threw a water balloon at me, this girl, uh, and I was like, and I remember getting off the bus. It was as I was walking off the bus and I was probably wearing a fabulous new outfit since mm-hmm. I was very into clothes at that time. Um, and I was furious and I said something like, I don't remember what I said. I would not have said what the fuck because I was didn't speak that way at that time. But essentially, like, what the fuck and why did you do that? And like, you but know, that you even confronted her is that, different like, than what a lot like, of people you're would fucking do. Busted, basically, kind yeah. of thing. And she slapped me across the face so hard. Wow. And I just and I just and it was like. I just, it was, it was totally stunning to me. Like the idea that that would even happen. I don't remember why I'm telling the story, but it just was like totally stunning, but it was kind of part of the, oh, cause I think that I then had a friend who was standing next to her, like someone who I thought was my friend. And it was like, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, okay. So you're not my friend. Right. Like you're with the people that throw the water balloons. We grew up together basically for the last you know, six years or whatever it is, kindergarten to seventh grade. And now we're different. And that was like a super depressing moment, like more depressing than being slapped, which is like, you know, not a great feeling, but like also that kind of violence is so irrational to me. Like even then I was just like, who does that? Like that's like animal behavior. That's not, you know, but I just remember being like, oh, okay. Huh. So now we're different. But like you set that rule. I didn't set that rule. I mean, maybe like yeah. the powers of society set that rule, but like between in a personal level. But like even you that you had that, that perspective, which obviously is not animal behavior because it's like if whatever it's whatever you grew up around and stuff. Oh, my but family like, were animals. The difference between you and me is that, you know, in that situation, like I probably would have fought back because I have like a dangerous surge of adrenaline. Oh, so you, oh really? Are you getting, Oh, like, Oh, I, I never getting, picked fights, but if, if somebody was picking on someone else or if someone picked on me, 
I I would have this like very reckless surge of adrenaline. So if somebody kicked me or did something, I would totally. See, I, I would, had that. I, had I would that never get in a public like, fight. But I used to fight my brothers the all the time. We used to like yeah. wrestle the shit. How out many of each girls other. versus how many boys? <clears throat> Three oldest girls. Then I have an older brother and a younger brother. Mm-hmm. But we used mm-hmm. to like wrestle the shit out of each other yeah. all the time. And like, and my brothers were like sort of small. Mm-hmm. And so my bro- I was like taller than my brother for a while, my older brother for a while. And I used to like try and scratch his eyes out. I mean, like crazy yeah. shit. Um, Your parents were like, listen, it's a good workout for them. They're I can't even hair. believe now that I'm like yeah. a parent age or yeah. like an adult. I yeah. can't even imagine yeah. the shit that went on. That's so many. But kids. it was a, there was a lot of physical fighting. Was that like a goal? Was it? This is I don't mean any. Bed knobs and broomsticks. A, a Remember that? Remember that movie? That oh, yeah. Disney movie? That's how I used to describe it's funny, it. It's bed knobs, up a bed lot knobs and broomsticks. Um, was that was was your? Did your parents want a big family, or was it more like, well, we just keep having kids? Like, did you have a sense of? I asked of what my mother that was? question once. And also, when you grow up in a big family, I mean, I for in my estimation anyway, that I was never like. This is strange. Right. Like, I was like, whatever. Yeah, you know what There's you, more you know people. What you know. There's always something going on. Right. Which I will say, I do miss that. I miss the, like, action. There's uh-huh. always, a- you come home, there's always, like, a st- at least two stories of something that has have taken place. Um, and I miss that. Like, part of me wishes I almost, I don't know if I'll have kids or I won't, but part of me wishes I had, like, started having kids, like five years ago so that i was like getting the a dirt from them now you know what i mean right, like right. that they're like coming home from school with like dirt <laughs> like like just the like fun of being in the kitchen and being like <sighs> and because my mother was always very kind i mean there's a lot of like of that my mom attitude and rana the kind of like always like everything's a fact thing mm-hmm. and so that there was a lot of that like well you know so-and-so shouldn't do that because of such and such and be like mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> um but uh Wait, your original question was... Oh, your parents, like the plan. Oh, I, I said they... to my mother once, like, why Yeah, did you have all these children? And she said that they both wanted a big family. She was from a big family. She was one of five. My father was one of three. And she said, I mean, I think I know the sort of like ultimate psychological answer to the question, but I know the answer that she gave me, which was, she said... Um, you know, we had, we had three girls. We had Elizabeth, then we had Rachel, and we had Sarah. We always wanted a boy. So we had three girls. We had this boy. We had Joshua. Wonderful. And then we thought, one boy and all these girls, you know, and then we had you. And then we said, five, six, what's the difference? And we had Jonathan. And that's how she said it to me. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then I repeated it back to her once. And she was like, I never said that. And I was oh. like, and I was like, uh, that's not like one I, that's not one I came up with. Yeah. Like it's not even that's a good very one. Specific, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And very it's specific, like super specific. But I think actually the real reason was that my mother had a very, um, hi Scott. I know it's going to get really serious right now. Scott. Hi Scott. I love Scott. Yeah, Scott's very he, cute. He Is very, he a husky? Partially? Case. Part husky, part like collie chow part Australian oh chow he's got a chow perhaps. head doesn't he yeah yeah is it a black tongue no no because that's Do a husky and a chow thing yeah oh, interesting i had no idea but he does have two different color eyes or the other no, one does. he just has brown eyes and then she has blue eyes the husky. um but anyway uh she had a very chaotic family and her mother kind of left um oh scott has come over here to cuddle with yeah, me and yes. even with a cone he has come all the way around the furniture just to make it happen well, it gets him extra attention. Yeah, and it's very soft. So it creates like an epilogue. Ooh, it's a little stinky in there, though. How long has he been in there? Bad breath. 
has horrible breath. He's 12, so he has like <laughs> rotten breath. teeth and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> as he lays his head <laughs> on my lap. Um, yeah, anyway, she had a really uh, chaotic, like her mother left, which never happened at that time. But if she yeah, still, no but still like lived in the same town, mm. you know what I mean? And yeah, I think my mom kind of became the mother. And I, I think there was a bit of like, uh, kind of one that she sort of thrived on the chaos, but two of like doing it her way, like doing it the right way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, sense. I'm going to do it my way instead of the way it was done to me. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. What were you? Cause I'm going to get oh, into this mash sure. game in a few minutes. What, um, do it. What were you, what did, what were you passionate about when you were a teen? Were you really into reading and books? Were you, did you like music? Were you sport? I really, <laughs> I did sports and stuff, but I did really love movies and I learned, and I started to love movies when I was like, we always watched them growing up because that was what was on TV. You know what I mean? It was like cartoons or movies mm-hmm. or like The Love Boat, of course, mm-hmm. the greatest thing ever, The Love Boat and all that stuff. Um, but I remember, and this is so cheesy and whatever, but I remember I went to see, um, I, I think my dad took me to uh, Cambridge to see a movie to like the, a friend of his opened a movie theater, owned a movie theater, well, like a little small movie theater. Yeah. Um, and we went to see Cinema Paradiso, Aww. which is... What a great place to see a small movie. Well, that was the only place to see a movie like that because that was you had to go to like an art house theater yeah. to see movies like that in those days. And I yeah. guess to some extent you kind of still do have to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's a funny movie to be your sort of like first foreign film, even though you don't realize you've probably watched foreign films before, but like subtitles and all that. Because it's a movie about someone who loves movies. So it's a kind exactly. of, it's a bit sort of meta in that way. Yeah. And it's kind of, I mean, it's, it is, uh, what's the word? Sincere or something mm-hmm. like that. But I also think when you're young, I mean, I don't know how I would feel about it as much as if I saw it as an adult, but I was pretty like open hearted. And also you just have like, I think I felt pretty dissatisfied. I wasn't like a, like kicking the can on the way home from school kid. I was like a pretty popular kid, I guess. But like, I just always felt as we were discussing earlier, I just had that feeling of like, what is out there for me? Mm -hmm. This isn't it. And that, and there's a lot, that movie is very like hopeful and beautiful and romantic and sincere and also like really small time at the same time. And that kind of led me on this kick about like loving, um, about wanting to see more foreign films mm-hmm. and wanting to see um, just more independent movies. And then that started to be kind of like the heyday of independent cinema at that time. That was when like Miramax became the like thing. Totally. And I know exactly. I feel like I, I mean, went through the I exact have been in love. And also, I used to do this thing where I would like pick actors before they happened. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so, like, that, that's great because it kind of falls in line with what you're saying about sort of like having a sense of a map of a person's behavior. And now you kind of have this sort of like relationship to I guess anticipating something. Yeah, I guess that's kind of too. true. Like, you would just see some, I mean, it's anyone who had like, knew what they were looking at, Mm -hmm. I guess, would be like, oh, that kid's got something. You know what I mean? Like, and 
but I was in love with Daniel Day Lewis since sure. I was like sixteen. That totally when I sense. saw him in like My Beautiful my Laundrette, beautiful when he played what like a, a gay punk, a like not even like it wasn't even like I went and then and I was so disappointed in, in his role in um, A Room with a View, which was a movie I loved, but like for, to have him play like Cecil, the um, <laughs> so the sort of like praying mantis, like and... the prig, and I was like, it's yeah. not right at all. It's a waste of him. Yeah. Um. But poor God, <laughs> God forbid he have range. Um. <laughs> but poor Julian Sands never much came of him, but he was I great know. in that. He was an impromptu. That's another one where yeah. that was slightly later than what you're talking about. Yeah. But speaking of that, that was yeah. very much like that was the first time I saw Hugh Grant and I was like, oh, yeah, he's great. He's in that. going to be. Yeah. But he's but that's also like a very un Hugh Grant role. Like, yeah. in many ways. That was, I think, he was so after frail, Four Weddings, so, probably. You know, was that after no, Four Weddings? No, it was before. Really? Because mm-hmm. I definitely saw Four Weddings and Funerals. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was way before. But I mean, and in schindler's list uh whatever everybody i'm sure saw that and felt like oh ray fund but he was sort of like fat and disgusting and whatever in that and i was like oh my goodness yeah that is my dream man which also was ridiculous because i was like such uh, actually the thing i was most obsessed with probably from when i was a small kid was the holocaust mm-hmm. and like the inability to and i think that probably speaks to that kind of like documentary the logic thing also it's like the inability it's like at the end of it i could never put the the math never adds up yeah so it's like that to me i think that is is, i think you're right that's that's interesting about human nature where you're like yeah wait but how do they do it because especially when you're a kid you can't comprehend and i wonder how little kids feel about syria and stuff like that now and i also think it's a real tragedy that people and i like joke about this a lot on the ron and beverly podcast or whatever but i'm not kidding i think it's terrible that people have decided that children basically like shouldn't know anything until they're like 12 right you know what i mean it used to be like the news was on so that's the news and it doesn't mean that you lost your innocence by like learning about these terrible things it certainly made the world like a more complicated and scarier place but i feel like there's all this weird sheltering sheltering that goes on and i don't mean like the internet's crazy i don't mean that like you should be able to see anything you want but i always watched r-rated movies and i always watch the news and watch 60 minutes every single weekend with my parents or my dad or whatever and I feel like kids don't know anything about what goes on in the world beyond it. And it's like, it's not bad enough that we're already raising all these narcissists who like take pictures of themselves. But I think that's going to cause a real problem when it's like their turn to like be in charge of the world. Mm. If that makes any sense. No, it's interesting because I feel like there's an in-between. There is sort of an in-between between kind of our generation and the and kids than the way they're being raised now. And I don't know. I mean, I don't have kids, so I, I'm probably not the best person to talk about it. But I did think a lot and talk a lot about this when I was at HuffPost Live. Mm-hmm. But the sort of the in-between of people who were it was before the kind of like clang down happened with parents and it was, and, but it was after we grew up without the internet. So there is kind of a sweet spot. And I don't know if it's millennials or what, but there are kids who know a ton and are like really plugged into the world because they didn't, they they pushed past the sort of like thing that happens now, which is like there's too much information, so you get none. Yes. you know, and that the, where and they I do well, they feel were like getting their information 
maybe it was more like a funnel almost where like they were getting there or like an upside down funnel where mm-hmm. they were like you get the initial piece of information from like a small source mm-hmm. and then you have the ability mm-hmm. to then go down the rabbit hole of that i mean in a way like how we're talking about experiencing cereal it's like you get the information and then you can go as deep or as superficial as you want yeah. about how you deal with it yeah and i do think that in between generation was like they didn't have to go to like the library to find things out they could right. just spend I mean, I will sometimes be like, where does the time go? When I start reading something and then it's like, fuck, it's two hours later and you're like, okay, that's not a productive day. Right. But at the same time, that information is useful. I don't know. I feel like if I had kids and I'm probably wrong about this, I'm sure I'm wrong about it, but I feel like I would like take my fucking kids to Auschwitz. Like, I feel like that's in All of my Jewish friends growing, and not to say that only Jews know about it or are interested in it, yeah. I was certainly educated about the Holocaust sure. from a very and early it's like, age. That's but all my friends human, were Jewish, and they were, nature. like, very, very present to what happened from a very young age. I feel like I would fucking I was take exp- them there. Yeah, I went there I mean, this summer. I'd never been. It was somewhere I always wanted to go. And and the reason that I went and it was at the end of this other long like work trip and I was kind of like, ah, maybe I'll just like stay at the hotel for two more days and and then go home and I'm tired and whatever. And I was like, I can't think of too many things that are (laughs) on my bucket list for lack of a better description uh, where I was like, oh, if I die tomorrow, not that I would know because I would be dead. But if I died tomorrow and I didn't do this and I was this close to this thing that I've always wanted to do and I didn't do it, I would be incredibly disappointed. Yeah. And whereas like getting, having another swimming three more laps in the hotel pool, whatever. And I drove myself like 11 hours to go mm-hmm. and did, or I guess it was like eight up and nine back or something like that. And it was fabulous, but I never do shit like that. And I'm like, Oh, I'd like to think I'm the kind of person that would do that. Mm-hmm. But I have an inquisitive mind, but I don't always make the effort to go and see those places or do those things. And it was something I always wanted to do. And I was so glad that I did it, but I was like, Oh my God, I can't wait to come back here. Like, I mean, I don't mean I can't wait to go back here, but it just like that stuff's important. It's very important, and that I, I shit is like disappearing. But I will say one really encouraging thing was that it was packed. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that's good. That is good. Yeah, this is the most like intense segue <laughs> I have ever made from talking about the Holocaust. Yeah, but also like these are just playing things. a mash game. Yeah, let's do it. Are you kidding? That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I feel like that's we who I am. Like, we really yeah, did it. I feel like that's me. Well, um, this is where I want to start then. I want to start with, uh, I'm actually going to uh, dip back into a few minutes ago and say, um, for this MASH game, I would like my first category for you to be, give me three independent movies that you can go into and just like be. And it's not a, not, it's a world. It's a, it's a world. It's the world of Room of the View or it's a world and you can just sort of be and mingle and you're not replacing a character. It's just an imaginary land that you get to pop into. Oh my God. I know this like flies in the face of your pragmatism. It does because I also hate the question, what's your favorite movie? Which is like, I this know that's not that. exactly yeah. that question. No, it's like but a movie but I wish also, I could live is, inside this of. This is improvisation. This is, yeah. you don't have any, you don't get to decide what your favorite movie is. I'm just asking very for three, the, the three that come into your mind now. They could be your least favorite movies. Well, A Room of the View is in there now because we talked about it, but I don't actually know if that's true. Um, 
I would have liked to go into a room with a view like that. This, this at that the time, yeah. of them all like bathing Playing outside lawn and the sort of yeah, and then going to the watering hole together. Yeah, yeah that would be under a loja by Elena Levish. <laughs> <laughs> Elena Levish, I love that. And she goes under a loja by Elena Levish. <laughs> Elena Levish. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what's another one? God, I don't know why this is such a hard question. I feel like this would be like only my favorite question to answer. I know, but it's a lot of pressure. Well, you could go into my beautiful laundrette and make out with Stanley No, I don't. Lewis. I don't like that whole weird, gross, 80s, depressing <clears throat> land. And I love Mike Lee. That's something I was really into was Mike Lee movies. But I wouldn't want to live with those people either. Mm-hmm. I know. I wouldn't either. You're right. Um, eh, I was going to say Metropolitan. It's really a lie. It's a lie. I just truly... I love that movie. My dream, I always dream about being like the male characters in the, in the <laughs> since I came out on the podcast already. <laughs> I feel like I can tell you. But like, you know, people talk about going to baseball, like fantasy camp. I want to go to like English, like Brideshead Revisited. That mm-hmm. would be one for me. Okay, great. Which came long before Harry Potter. But like, I want to go to English public school and be a male student at the academy. I understand. Except also be me at the same time. I understand. I understand that very, very well. Yeah. And I want to have to wear a tie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love suits. I wish I could wear suits, like men's suits. I completely and Like totally just agree. go have them made for me and mm-hmm. have nowhere to go except mm-hmm. have somewhere to go play bridge or whatever people bespoke. do. Bespoke. Yeah. Bespoke suits. Bespoke. Bespoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's kind of two. Mm-hmm. And then the third one. Hamon Hamon. Oh. Be a gross Spanish teenager with Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Okay, those next I'm going those to. Those aren't really real answers. Maybe any Almodovar movie. I always liked Almodovar. Right. Yeah. Um, Women on the Verge, any of those crazy. I'm ter- as I, as yeah. I discovered in a recent uh, twist of me doing a MASH game on a live episode, I am also terrible at answers, and I really like answer, uh, asking the questions. So I know, I, I love hearing other people's like answers, the other though. Side. Boo, um, chaff, Three boo. other places in the world that you would like to visit. Oh. I've never been to Asia. Any specific part? I don't think it's... Well, I'd like, to go, I'd like to go to Vietnam. Great. Um... I would like to go, I would have liked to go to the Ukraine. I'd like to still go at some point, I think. It's on the list. Um, Oh, well, I was going to say Tahiti, but I really want to go to like Seychelles. Okay, great. Yeah, people do love the Seychelles. Yeah, one of those spots. Um, Okay, how about uh, three, (laughs) three fictional characters from anything, I don't care, uh, that you would want to be your buddy? Hmm. Not Hermione Granger. Yeah. Pain in the ass. Fussy. Know it all. <laughs> um, I was not Hermione Granger. Um, somebody I'd want to be friends with. Yeah, it can be totally fictitious. Like, it's yeah. basically like Eddie Murphy and Bette Midler from like 1982 well, really to 87. 
like or 88 i'll call it 88 but that's right on the edge mm-hmm. <laughs> like every movie that they did like yeah. every movie from Boy, those that was my dreams to be my dream i'd be like i want to do a, a buddy cover a road movie sure or like a buddy comedy with sure. eddie murphy and bet midler when i was like you know 13 that I, was my dream of secret longings i feel like anything like anything from that era specifically and i think maybe you came and watched us at my house when i showed it that one time was um which one? Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Ruth- Shelley Long and Oh, uh, uh, B- Big Business. No, Shelley Ruthless Long and, people. And Outrageous Mittler. Fortune. Outrageous Fortune. Oh, That's what I want. Like that or Big Business yeah. was like. Except oh, you're I Shelley be Long. In show business. You know you're Shelley Long. I'm, I'm okay being Shelley. You Long. may in your heart be Bette Midler, but you are Shelley Long. I'm okay. in that movie. I'm, I would be okay with being. In fact, if they redid that movie, you'd be so great as Shelley Long I in that movie. I Love Shelley Long in general. Shelley Long, all of her uptight characters. I love. yeah, because she's so um, committed. Yeah, she's so good. Oh, who that makes That's me think of? Great. Like uh, maybe there's a sitcom person that I would have liked oh, to sure. be friends with. Sure. I mean, everybody would have liked to have lived in the Cosby household until re- oh, until God. recently. Let me just put that. Do you want? Yeah, Gulp. let's go back. Well, ooh, Game of Thrones land. I'd like to live there. Those are your friends, huh? Oh, no, I don't want to be friends with those people. I would have liked to have lived in that land. Should I? Um, but uh, who else do I want to be friends with? I'm trying to think if they're like of a book that really would have that somebody that you were like. They got the stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, this is too, I, I, know I am this partnered takes way no, too long. I am partnered up with uh, and these guys know Saint Clair and um, I don't know just about any other person with Anne of Green Gables, like for sure. Oh yeah, I don't. I never read Anne of Green Gables. I think I knew and, that you didn't. Um, yeah. yeah, that Saint Clair's like bread and butter. She loves that yeah. so much. Yeah. That's so her. Like yes, mm-hmm. that's so her. Scott and I are really getting on. Um. I'm really into the Eddie Murphy know. and Bette. I feel but like Eddie Murphy expand probably. on Eddie Murphy and Bette Midler. Axel and Foley and I would have been great friends. Yeah. Great friends. There was someone the, just the other day that I was like, I feel like we'd be such good friends. What was it? What were we watching? We just watched a movie. Fuck. And I was like, we would be great friends. <laughs> I love those moments. And it's always, also, I think I would be great friends with like all professional athletes. Oh, yeah. Not all of them, but I like, don't, I don't know like, if I disagree with that. Um, there was a, I went through a period where I felt like I really wanted to be able to have a personal friendship with Ron um, Artest because mm-hmm. I felt like he like needed me. I'm putting that on there. I just think it's <laughs> and I know I was right. And then it was funny because it was the same year that at the end of the playoffs right. he thanked his therapist, <laughs> his like therapist Janice or whatever. And I was like, ah. I was like, I just feel like yeah. if Ron and I could just have a little out. Oh, well, Lamar Odom, I felt like I really wanted to save Lamar Odom. I felt like he did not have that person in his life to to be like to like set him on the straight and narrow there's a lot of there's a there, fame does that to so many people where you're he's like, got a lot of heart he had that one person he's got a lot of heart you. like yeah. he's good people at the end of that but he's very fragile and emotional and he and chloe kind of was that but she you can't be the answer and the problem right you Ugh, just can't be can't the solution be the and the problem all right this brings me to my next one okay. which is three alternate reality careers for you homicide detective number one no question. I'd be a great homicide detective. God, that's great. Um, maybe a professor of history, something like that. Great. And it's a lot of work, though. 
you can always got to no, justify not in this world got to justify your career and write a book oh, every 10 years and all stuff. that stuff oh, but i love i love um old books mm-hmm. i love i'm like a, i love the idea of like old books and manuscripts and like i'd like for you to be um, an old book uh, a, a rare a rare, like a, rare uh, a rare bookseller yeah um i'd be a terrible thief maybe oh i think i would be a great action star great okay this is what i have homicide detective <laughs> professor of history and action star yes great i would be an awesome action star okay if it would take a lot of work to get me there, but I think everyone would be really you got it in happy you. with the work that I did. You got it in And you. also my sides would be great. You got it my, in My like, I guess we took the trash out. Would be, <laughs> except, except, except that I would refuse to say those kinds of things. Yeah. But like there aren't too many people left that have the skills and the swagger. Yeah. You know I what I mean? You need that swagger. I agree. I've, I have been recently watching Fast and Furious 6 20 minutes at a time. Like the first time I watched it, I saw the last 20 minutes. It's just like when I tune in, cause I keep flipping. Sure. Then the second time it was like the last 40 minutes. And yeah. then the third time it was the last <laughs> hour. So I still don't know what happens in the first oh, hour, I love it. but it is amazing to me. Like what they get away with in terms of like the silly dialogue. And sometimes you're like, Oh, okay. But, and some of the action is like, I was laughing out loud but that's also kind of how great it is. Like yeah. it's so People stupid. People say that I think about that particular one. Cars keep smashing out of the inside of other cars. Mm-hmm. There was a truck that had a tank inside of it that had, a, <laughs> that had a car inside of it. And then like the whole rest of the thing is like, it's an airplane with a car inside of it with another car inside of it that gets pulled down by a car. Yeah. Like it's all, it's like ridiculous. It it's just gag. Hot Wheels. Yeah. yeah. It's Hot Wheels. It's Hot Wheels. Yeah. It's great. Okay. But, next but category. Fun. Next category is going to be, um, I have hopes for the rocks, but I'm, I'm disappointed right now. I don't, I know. I don't I think it's going to happen. I, really I thought the rock was going to be the next Schwarzenegger. I did too. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think that Hercules was his chance and, yeah. Anyway, Dwayne, but I, I think he's got a good now. heart. Uh, give me three a good enlarged heart. D- three, <laughs> as everything <laughs> is with him. Three, uh, three foods uh, as specific or as general as you like that you can eat. Uh, snap of a finger, it appears in front of you. No physical ramifications. A Chinese egg roll, circa nineteen eighty-eight, and and probably eighty-eight to like. 98 <laughs> um which is one of those i don't know what the company was that made them but they all all the um dive bar kind of chinese restaurants yes. had them and they had the pink spare rib meat inside of them mm-hmm. um but i have not had a good one of those since i was probably 20 i hear you like like on the like back from college i know exactly what we're talking about yep i love ice cream great any particular kind okay if you don't well no there's so many uh, i mean i mean mint chip is my probably like howard johnson's mint chip which was like that teeny tiny chip mm-hmm. but and then there was um, like a mint flick yeah and friendly's used to make this butter crunch it was called Ooh. which i really loved but um i love ice cream and but i go on and off it and then like every probably twice a year i'll go to gelson's this is like one of those like oh it's good to be an adult yeah like i'm gonna spend my babysitting money however i want yeah and no one's gonna tell me like you can't and i will buy like six or seven different kinds of ice cream it just and taste each one i won't like eat them all i never have eaten like a pint of ice cream yeah um boy which I'm I don't sure know have. why I don't. It's yeah. like I eat plenty. Of, it's like I'm not like maintaining yeah. <laughs> my, my svelte figure by not eating pints of ice cream. But I never, 
Um, I don't do that. That's why I'm not, I'm not great on pot because I, it makes me just eat everything in sight, right. like from the, from the like motion of eating it, not right. even just from like, not even, not even from hunger. Yeah. Um, but I will go get like nine kinds of ice cream and try them all. And, and I'll do that a couple times a year. Um, and I do find like Haagen-Dazs is pretty consistent, but I really like to go for the small mm-hmm. producers, mm-hmm. McConnell's, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But they're all, some of them do things better than others. And there's a new brand which has terrible packaging and I want them to change their packaging. They're California's uh, San Fran brand, I mm-hmm. think, um, called Three Twins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People love Three Twins. And it's mm-hmm. really, really yeah, people good. People love Three Twins for um, sure. Well, I had some flavor from them. What was it? It was so oh delicious. But then also McConnell's um, peppermint stick. I could eat a whole container of that. No question. Let me so- tell you what I have right now. Okay. Ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the third thing. I do love Chinese food. Um, yeah, God, I hadn't thought about those just fried up. Just r- like egg fried egg rolls. And I like the time. chicken fingers too. Uh, maybe a, this isn't that exotic and I would eat it whenever I want to, but maybe like a, maybe some sort of a like um, spicy lobster pasta. Okay. All right. Mm. It's kind of boring. Or bibimbap. I, I like Korean food too. Oh, I like, yeah, I like I like a lot of Asian food. Well, spicy lobster. Despite never being to, been to Asia. Could be. Could be that you go. Uh, I don't want to go to China. World. I don't have any interest in going to China. Even though you can touch either. a panda there for $350. What is this world coming to? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Jaffin. Okay. Uh, next category <laughs> will be... Um, mm, uh, Okay, uh, you can travel back only the positive or the negative, whatever oh whatever floats your boat. You are in no physical danger yourself, but you can travel in, forward or backward in time uh, and stay as long or as little as you like in, in an era. Three. Uh, Renaissance. Um... Maybe and that could that's Italy and England. I would like there to be a door Great. between the two. Great. Um, it's so funny. It makes me sound like a Ren Fair person, which, <laughs> which I'm, which I'm not. But and actually, I don't even know if that's number one on the list. But that's in there. It's well, in the, yeah, in but the this mix. is a process of elimination. I love so England, so I I would go to a lot of different time periods there. Um, I'm not that interested in the future. Okay. I'll be honest with you. No problem. It scares me. Listen, mostly I don't offer that. And then people are like, can I go to the future? And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I should have said that. It's just too to much to worry about the yeah. future. Yeah. So much to worry about. Yeah. Um, unless in the future I'm like even younger and more beautiful than I am now. <laughs> in which case, Could sign me up. Could happen. Um, uh, I guess the Second World War. I mean, I was waiting. Since for you, you said I'm it. not in danger, I would say the Second World War. Well, because I think there is that morbid curiosity, if nothing yeah. else, even if you can change nothing, that there is that sense of like, would I understand it on a more profound level when it feels under un- yes. n- ununderstandable? When mm-hmm. something feels in- incapable of being understood? Yeah, it would be interesting. Do you to have be the morbid curiosity to, to sort of understand or like, Europe at that time? Yeah, that part I of get Europe it. though. I get it. Totally. And also I went to Churchill's War Rooms this year. Have you ever been there? No, no. Next time you go to London, you got to go and everything is like left exactly as it was. Mm. And that's another of these weird things that fascinates me is like 
that you used to have to like make everything. Mm-hmm. So like all the charts and the maps and the, you know, it's all still just left as it was like on the last day of the war. So and so, but you can just see yourself like clip clopping around as yeah. like a secretary to the most important people in the world. Because you, know? you wouldn't be the most important um, person in the world. Well, You're a woman. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked that way, but yeah, I know. I don't know how well I would have fared. They would have been like, Oh, oh, oh she keeps talking. Get her <laughs> like, like get her out of here. You know? Um, but I like a good, I like a good drink down the pub too. Um, yeah, feel free to make a nut, the last one and too. Who cares? The last one. Mm, I think it would be interesting to, to be in revolutionary France. Also, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all boring oh, choices, but wait. I disagree. I should have been like to be a samurai would have been. Oh, stop. No. These are all fascinating. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, what, if you, what be, if you could have been at like the time of Jesus or creation? I would like to know the truth about Jesus. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Do you want to switch out anything? Let's lose the Renaissance and all switch right, into right. switch into Jesus. Jesus, Jesus answered. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus Jerusalem. Jesus. Okay. Uh, next one is Rome's cool. Speaking of people, weird, ter- terrible segue. Uh, uh, it wouldn't be a mash game without crushes. So three people that you have a crush on of some kind, either romantic, just like fascinated by just, you know, your, or your, or your future fake husbands or Daniel day Lewis. Great. Tom Brady, obviously. And, uh, yeah, you had your first two right and ready to go. Yeah, well, that's like, I mean, come on. That's a given. Sure. Um, even though at the end of the day, I think Tom and I would really just be like good pals. I don't think there's any, I don't actually think we'd have any chemistry, mm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. I just would like to hang out with him. Okay. Not actually in, in love with him, but I think he's fabulous. Um, and... Who else do I love? I used to love Ray Fine so much. I mean, feel free to put it on there. Yeah, but he's not really in that category for me anymore. But what about the projecting back to the you that loved him in that time? I did really love him. I feel like you need to honor him in that way. We Ray. can put him up right until the Hurt Locker. Great. Because he was so hot in the Hurt Locker. I've locked like, him he in. just looked great for him. Yeah. He looks good in that desert. He really should be Lawrence of Arabia if they ever do that again. Oh, I agree. He's yeah. definitely got the people. <laughs> oh, I agree. I hold. May I vote on it? That was May not, I, that can was we a pass some sort of measure? Completely genuine reaction. <laughs> By the way, all my people are movie stars. Whose brain would I like to get in the crawl inside of? Who's got a sexy brain? I did meet Mike Lee once who had a huge crush on and I did feel that we were separated by like mm-hmm. time and space mm-hmm. and we ate at a Chinese food restaurant in London oh, together. That's kind of a Which perfect... was wonderful and he ate the eyeball of a fish and he probably will never remember that. But we were joking that we should have a talk show together in like Singapore. I was like 20, I don't know, four at the time. That's or a pretty dreamy And he experience. was, I did feel like my brain and his brain were... Do you want to swap out Tom Brady brains. from Mike Lee? I can't do that because the Patriots okay. are winning right now. Okay. I'm All sorry, right. Mike. I appreciate Another it. time, appreciate but I need to really, I need to stick with the home team right now. All right. Now that you say that, I am going to make the final category about sports. So, okay. um, three, uh, three teams or games or pretty much anything where you could be like front and center watching the game live. Like you could teleport there and Wimbledon. be there. Great. I went to Wimbledon a couple of years ago and I would, 
I would want to keep going back with increasingly better seats. Great. It's a fantastic. Oh, I would love it. Top to bottom. I'd like to go to the French Open. Great. Um, I really want to go to the Monaco Grand Prix. I love cars. I love cars. And I like fast cars. But I don't love Fast and the Furious, but I like fast cars. Um, I just wrote down Wimbledon, French Open, and the Grand Prix. Is that going to work for you? That'll do it. That's fine. All right. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm going to pause this, uh, do some calculating, come back with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. I very much look forward to it. I like this idea of you being uh, a sort of voice of wisdom and, and compassion and advice. I just uh, think for I, professional it's about teams. the pattern thing we were talking about. It's like, yeah. I just understand them. I understand how their little machines work. That's great. They're little machines. Okay, here we go. I'm excited about all of this. Uh, and they just need sometimes like a little love. That's all they need. It's oh, like sure. a mom to be like, you're fine. You're doing fine. Yeah. Just get back out there and, and don't sna- fuck it up again. Or you're in the buns be, with a towel. Oh, you'll be cut tomorrow. That's right. Because <laughs> they don't pay you millions of dollars to do fucking nothing. Think Show up. Make plays. Yeah. Um, speaking of, guess who... Uh, your, is your buddy Ron Artest? He's my buddy. Yeah. Oh, good. So you're gonna. He now goes that. as the Pandas Friend dot com. Oh, yeah. There you That's go. That's his new name. Pandas Friend dot com. <laughs> uh, and uh, I also want to congratulate you on your apartment in the Seychelles. Ooh. I hope it's not a timeshare. I, I, I hope I can go whenever I want. I got to be honest with you. You've been bankrupted by a timeshare <laughs> scheme. How it's an apartment, by the way? Because of MASH, Mansion, Apartment, oh, Shack, yeah. House. Yeah. Mm. You don't have a choice in Boo. that. Um, I also <laughs> want to uh, reassure you that you... What the fuck does this say? Sorry, everybody, for the cursing. What was the first thing I asked you? I didn't know this was what Matt oh, was. Oh, you can jump MASH into was, I, We called it MASH, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can jump into an Almodovar movie. Oh, that's fun. That's and, and I used to them. speak Spanish almost fluently, and See? I always thought, oh, well, maybe I'll do a movie in Spanish someday. Also, you are also um, in, an, in an alternate universe, an action star, and I like the idea of you <gasps> being an action star in a Pedro movie. I'm so excited Pedro by that. I, it's really all I want. Well, um, also, action star, burning a lot of calories. Not that that matters, because in MASH world, it doesn't matter, but you do get... Egg rolls? Egg got ice cream. But you talked about ice cream for like That's five okay years. because I live in the Seychelles and it's hot there. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You don't want those fried egg rolls no, in the Seychelles. I do want them still. I mean, you still do want yeah, them. but that's my dream. Um, I want to congratulate you for your ability to snap of the fingers, be sitting in at the French Open. Fabulous. With Tom Brady. This sounds like a real life I could have no. so far. It could happen. I mean, it will happen technically. <laughs> this is the match game. Uh, and then um, this is how I wake up br- thinking my life is going to be every day. <laughs> by the way, this is what I deserve. <laughs> and this then is the longing. And then I end up with Scott on this my leg. This is the longing. This is basically oh, a perfect bless. day. Well, he yeah. really appreciates it. <laughs> uh, and then I want to let you know that if all of this sounds like you need a dose of a harsh reality, know that you may travel to World War Two. This is beautiful. And just this is all my dreams except for the in. apartment. Take it all. So in. Tom Brady is my love interest. Mm-hmm. I live, I own, let's just say, we're not You own there. an apartment and it. I'm best friends with Ron Artest. Correct. I have an apartment in the Seychelles. That's right. Full of ice cream. That's right. To share with Tom Brady. Yes. When we're not at the French Open. Correct. And I get to time travel to World War II. And be an action star. And, be, and I'm an action star. In an Almodovar movie, yeah. In an Almodovar movie. This is good. all of my dreams come true. Well, we did it. 
That's what the podcast is about. It's I love this. This is now my favorite podcast. Of Thank all time. you very much, Jessica Chaffin. <laughs> I love the Ron and Beverly podcast. I've done it. Uh, I love you and Jamie. I think that you, you are marvelous human beings. And um, so, we'll so, uh, so check that. Is there anything else that you want to tell the nice people? Um, I'm in an action movie, but I don't play an action person. Wow. Isn't that sad? I almost don't want to tell them. I don't even know if I'm really in it. Let's pretend. Could be a step on um, the way. But the Ron and Beverly podcast, I would say, if people want to listen to that, that's great. Or come see us in live whenever we do live shows. But I don't know. I strongly this and that. It. This and that. Guys, this and that. Check out Jessica Chaffin's This and That. Everyone Google <laughs> Jessica Chaffin's This and That. It takes it very literally. Um, thank you so much for doing the and podcast. Please I'm so glad we did it. expose your children to the news. Please expose if your I children to the news. If I have a message, just expose your children to the news. This has been a PSA from Jessica Chaffin. <laughs> this and that. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Talk to you next time I'm on the gonna podcast. I'm going to go cry please. now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.